Welcome everybody to the Point Askew podcast, the news division of Pod Askew. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Rico. What's up, man? What's up, buddy? How are you? Good. I'm good. We, uh, we gotta, we're trying something different <laughs> today. Uh, very, very different for us, but, uh, something we've kicked around doing for years now, really. Um, and, uh, some some plans that fell through a few times, and then unfortunately, something pretty big. Ha- several big things have happened in the world in in serious ways, but this one, uh, I feel like, really kind of hit home for both of us, despite the fact that we're men. <laughs> um, yes, you know, and uh, so we are. We're going to be doing a panel discussion today uh, about the overturning of Roe v. Wade, but. Again, being that we are men, and the last thing that I want to do, and I hate this term, but I got into an argument about this yesterday as well, uh, is mansplain to anybody about all this stuff. We we thought it was best to bring in a panel of women to help us discuss this. So we have uh, some women that will be joining us shortly, uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to the discussion. Absolutely. This this is this is shit that needs to be said. And the main thing that CJ and I want to stress is that uh, we know plenty of you know women personally uh, that were absolutely distraught over the overturning. And they some of them felt like they didn't have like a safe place to like really kind of vent their frustrations, their fears, their their anxieties and their rage. And we said, well, Potaskew is going to be a safe haven. Like we are on whatever our personal beliefs are. We believe that this fucked over women in a, in a real major way. And we just want to be a, um, a safe haven. So we're going to let everybody say what they want to say. And, and I agree. We're not going to be mansplaining. You know, this is not something that like, well, let's have a couple of, you know, 40 and 30 year old men, you know, just like, <laughs> explain abortion and the right to win. Like, no, 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 no. We, we will voice our opinions and we will talk about it sure, because it's our show, but goddamn it. It's their episode. Uh, absolutely. And, uh, I, I definitely see us here as, um, um, advocates, mo- advocates for sure. But I was going to say moderators to some degree, although I believe all the people that we have are going to kind of be on the same page. And, and I'm sorry. I do want to say the audience, I'm sorry about that. Uh, for the simple fact that, you know, one of the things that when you're having a discussion like this, I think is important is to have both sides of the argument available. Unfortunately, to some degree, we we don't know anyone that qualifies, really, that at least that I'm aware of, that would want to be a part of the other side of the conversation that, that could bring um, a, well, anyone, really, but but still, I would I would want it to be a woman who could bring an uh, equal amount of um, discretion to the conversation as the the four women we have joining us, you know. Mm-hmm. And we we just didn't All have that as a better, but in this particular case, you're wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, people are entitled to their opinions for sure. I mean, we Absolutely. we we we. We do that every week with the stupid shit that we talk about because, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you know, as much as we love doing our show and we certainly do and we will go back to our normally scheduled programming next week, uh, you know, or next episode, uh, it's important to 
uh, know that sometimes the the topics do get serious. And, and in this instance, when you have a topic, serious topic like this, I think you need to have fair representation. And unfortunately, we weren't able to do that, but it wasn't by choice. And, no. and uh, or, or better put, by, dis- by exclusion. We did not say to anyone, like if we had known someone that said they wanted to come join us, that sat on the other side of the fence of this, please come be a part of the discussion, you know, and we, right. we just didn't have that. So, um, unless you got anything else you want to bring up, I, I think we could probably introduce our panel. No, I'm good. Let's do this. So our panel today consists of four women that Rico and I admire the, the hell out of, um, and ex- would, would definitely want to be a part of this thing. And, uh, as we said earlier, we're basically going to, sit back and let them discuss and we'll occasionally put in our two cents when we think we have something intelligent to say. Um, and so I'm going to go around the table here and introduce everybody. Uh, Rico, if that's all right with you, unless you want to do it. Absolutely. Uh, okay. No, no, let's do this. Um, first and foremost, uh, she has been with us from the very beginning. Uh, you're much, much, much better half. Um, infinitely better half uh stephanie welcome back thank you very much i'm glad to be here uh hi, you... ba- hi baby hey oh dear Dude, <laughs> listen. Is, she always has to introduce herself with a hey <laughs> yes <laughs> this is true um next up uh i'm gonna introduce these two ladies as as a group because they uh while individuals we we know them as a group and a formidable group at that. Uh, the bi-coastal biatches themselves, uh, we have Bridget and Erin. Hi, ladies. How the fuck are you? Exactly. Hey. <laughs> Which is also my thing, Stephanie. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. Everybody's going to go, hey, today. Dueling haze. Do it. It's physically impossible for me to say, hey. Ooh, I can't. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right, CJ, let me hear yours. No, not at all. Um, and I then, just, <laughs> yeah, yo, um, yo. and, <laughs> and, and right. yeah, and finally, uh, certainly last but not least, uh, someone that would very rarely come do anything like this. I think we've we've had her once before, and that's only because Smoke dragged her into it, <laughs> kicking and screaming, if I recall. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have Raspberry. Welcome. Hi, guys. Uh, so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. No, we we're glad to have all four <laughs> of you with us. Um, like like Rico and I said uh, in the beginning of this. Um, we feel very passionately about this uh, topic and and what's happened, but at the same time, we really we're two guys. We don't, you know, we we can be empathetic to the women that this impacts and how it affects you, but we have no real understanding in that sense. And and as such, we really felt if we were going to discuss this topic, there was no way that it could just be Rico and I or or even Rico and I and Steph because Steph's pretty much a given anytime we want her to join us. It's like, Steph, would you come join us, please? And she's like, okay. Um, and, and that's great. And we love having Steph on, but but we felt we needed a wider uh, array in, and of voices and opinions on this. And 
uh, Rico, you back me up here, but we we knew it had to be more women than us. So, uh, look, um, I'm always a bigger advocate of having more women in the room than men. Yeah, uh, especially that's us. Not to be, it's not meant to be sexual. It's just like I'm a bigger fan of women than I am of men. I think women have had a raw deal since the beginning of time. Yeah. Uh, and if CJ and I were to do this like in our usual pot askew way, we would have, I would have titled it something goofy, like fucking, you know, player two has entered the womb or some stupid <laughs> shit like that. You know, like... Good night, everybody. Um, <laughs> so, uh, no, uh, exactly. As, so as much as we're going to keep this as a serious topic, like there will be some guffaw. Yeah, we so, can, like, we can definitely have got some a joke. Yeah. Unleash the joke. Yeah, so. uh, we we already warned the audience. It certainly won't be the typical pot uh, potescu episode, but we're certainly gonna have some fun with this, regardless. Because um, we're all performers to some degree. I mean, obviously, by coastal, you have your show, and and rasp. I know you don't have a sh- podcast, but I I know you do other forms of entertainment with your streams and stuff. So you're you're very much into the world as well. And and Steph, you've just hung around on us long enough to know what it's <laughs> what yeah. it's like. So. Um. Uh, with that said, uh, I'm going to step back. Uh, the The topic at hand here is uh, the Supreme Court finally has overturned Roe v. Wade. Um, I wish I could say we're surprised, but there was that leak that came out about a month prior where it seemed like it was going to happen. Uh, I, I can only speak for myself where I hoped, maybe foolishly, that that leak would be enough for them to go, well, let's rethink this. Um, but it it turned out not to be the case, and here we are. So, ladies, I, whoever wants to start, by all means, take it away. What what are your what are your thoughts on? Obviously, we I think all of us don't agree, but what are your thoughts on how we got here? I guess is the question. It's bullshit. <laughs> Personally, I blame Adam with the fucking apple. He's yeah. the one who fucked, <laughs> fucked this whole thing. Up. <laughs> I, te- you know, technically, the story is Eve took the apple down, but I don't blame her. That's that's a different conversation. All right, so. well, then I blame fucking Apple products. There you go. <laughs> All right. I'm always happy to blame an Apple product or something. <laughs> <laughs> apple. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about anyone else, but I was very personally impacted by it. Even though I live in California and we're very well protected and we have so many rights and I'm in San Francisco, so it doesn't get any more liberal than that. But no, you're not. It just (laughs) San Francisco area, babe. Come on. Um, It's just I cried for 20 minutes. It hit me so hard because I've been fighting with my sense of femininity from the get go. And big part of it was the fact that women have always been the second class citizens of humanity. And this was just another hit, another time. All the suffragettes that have been trying to give us rights, you know, it was just a slap in all their faces. And it, I just sobbed. She woke me up, uh, basically climbing into bed. It was like, took my, literally took my arm to like hug her. And I was like half asleep and I was aware she was crying. And I was like, what's going on? She's like, Roe v. Wade was overturned and I, I didn't have to say anything. I just like held her close and then like admittedly did fall back asleep, but like I still held her. But yeah, I, I remember waking up thinking like, did I fucking just dr- like have the worst dream? And then I took one look at her face. I'm like, no, that shit happened. Fuck. So 
Yeah, for me, and I, I'm definitely the oldest of this group and probably politically the most conservative, the reality is I'm more in the middle of the road. I'm a registered libertarian and stuff. Um, obviously, it surprised me. It sickened me. I tend to try to stay out of politics because I don't think it's a good idea. I don't like speaking about politics in general, but I don't consider this political. Um, my family tends to be very conservative in nature. So that's another reason why I tend to avoid politics in that sense. At the same time, and it's so funny because we've had, there's been a Twitter, uh, a Facebook war going on on my Facebook page because one of my family members decided it was time for her to step in and set us right about abortion and tell us the facts about how a six week old fetus it has been proven that a six week old fetus can feel pain. So I sort of wanted to ask her, you know, um, when was the last time she spoke to a six week old fetus that had been aborted that was able to tell her that it could feel pain? So, um, you know, I knew this wasn't good. You know, I, I because of this, I knew my family and I know their responses. And it's actually not even my immediate family, which is the killer. It's more of my extended family. But um I remember hearing the stories from my mother telling me about her friends or people, you know, who had the coat hanger abortions and mm. stuff. I remember being 16 years old and her coming up to me and saying, if you ever get in trouble, you come straight to me and we will take care of it. So like, you know, again, she's definitely more right wing than she ever was when, even when I was back when I was 16, her, her politics have changed, but it's always like, you got to do what's right for you. Mm. And you know, who am I to make a fucking decision about what's right for somebody else's body? Like how okay, how is that okay? And again, for me, you know, I don't believe in religion, but I understand and I respect other people's feelings about religion. And if you believe personally, and I have close, close friends who personally believe that abortion is not right, but they also turn and say, but that's based on my religious beliefs. That's not, you know, you have something different. You believe something different and that's okay to a degree, you know, and, even they have their limits, but and, that's another story. And before, and then, and, and Aaron and Rasp, I'll certainly let you say what you, you, your perspectives on this. I'm not trying to interrupt that, but I, I think it's important to, um, bring up something I feel like I, I should have from the top and I didn't is, because I feel like, and and this is my interpretation of what I've read and what I've heard. So if 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 you all feel differently or, or feel the need to correct me, I'm I'm all ears. Please understand that. But this is not well. Abortion is the centerpiece of this. It's more about the ability to make medical decisions on your own without the states getting involved or right am i am i interpreting that correctly okay i'm getting a lot of head nods, nods. For, yeah, yeah for the audience i'm getting a lot of head nodding on a podcast yeah um <laughs> but because i feel i feel like that gets lost on some people i was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day and i'm not gonna say who it is because i don't want to put anyone on blast it's not here to, to be able to defend themselves and uh and it's not even that they they believe in overturning Roe v. Wade, but they do believe that it should be at the state level, not the not the federal level, right? That the state should have the right to make that choice. Um and and that's ultimately where we I think we kind of ended up, you know, is it, it that's what it is now. And 
but they kept going on the abortion part. I'm like, there's more to that. It's not just that word or that procedure. So anyway, I just felt like that needed to be. I should have said that off the top before we started the re- the, the circle discussions. So my apology there. Uh, Aaron or Rasp, whoever would like to go next, by all means. Uh, well, Bridget uh, shared a tweet weeks ago, and um, it has been my number one arguing point um, with people because I though I'm not terribly political most of the time on this particular issue of someone telling me what my right is of my own body, I get really upset. And she had, the tweet she shared was about a 10 year old rape victim in mm-hmm. Ohio that is being forced to keep her rapist's baby because she can no longer obtain a legal abortion. And I am a assault survivor, and you best believe that if I had been pregnant from that, I would have aborted it. I don't want to. It's not fair to bring, no matter what age, a little baby in to the world that is a product of hate and violence because you're going to resent that kid. You're going to treat it poorly. Mm. So you're you're really probably doing that fetus a favor because it's going to either get immediately put into the system or you're going to treat it like shit because every time you look at it, you're going to see your attacker's face Mm. in that kid. And I'm just, sorry. I'm, this is something that someone else should go. I'm very hot about this issue. You're in a safe place. Yeah, you need, definitely. Everybody, everybody in this room needs to know that like, there's no judgments here. It's your safe place. And that's one of the reasons why we want to do this is because women, you know, everybody who was affected from this either personally or just because it's, you know, the right thing to feel uh, upset about, this is a safe haven for all of you. So you guys cry, you guys get pissed off, you guys scream and loud as loud as you want. You're safe here. When our old ass, very white Catholic president doesn't agree that abortion should be a a federal decision or left up to the government, you're doing something wrong, SCOTUS. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Rasp? Yeah. So... um... So when I had first heard about this, uh, I was very upset. I had walked out the door um, and was standing on my back porch. My husband had come out and like, he didn't even have to say anything. He just came up, gave me a hug and asked if I was okay and if I needed anything. No, it doesn't affect me directly. Um, I'm in New York, so that's, you know, I, I'm, but, but that doesn't mean anything, obviously. Uh and it's scary. That's a scary thought. Um, when I thought about it, my mother had to have several abortions. Um, she had got the first time she had gotten pregnant, she had twins. Uh, one died at two weeks, and the other one died at I think eight weeks. And if she didn't have the opportunity, that option to go and have them removed, she would have, she would have died herself. Um, she has had all kinds of, uh, she was having miscarriages even after that, um, at very, you know, at very early stages of the pregnancy, um, and had to have them removed. And same thing, it would have just been awful had this been even then, uh, and, it's hard. It's hard. 
It's hard. Um, it, go ahead, yeah. Seth, please. Uh, you know, I have a lot of, like, to say about Roe v. Wade was a lot more than just abortion. Mm-hmm. So part of the suffragette movement was having the right for women to have the right of their own health information. For the longest time, anything that was health related was relayed to a, a man, whether it be their father, brother, or husband, before it was relayed to the actual patient, the woman. And this, these kinds of policies of privacy, of medical information, actually stemmed out of the Roe v. Wade decisions. So the HIPAA laws that prevent anyone from, from getting access to your personal diagnosis or medical history actually started as insurance coverage fraud. Clinton started it in the, in the mid-90s. But it expanded into having uh, protection of your information being your information because of Roe v. Wade. So the fact that this <laughs> is so undermined, like body autonomy, bodily autonomy is the right to make decisions for your own body, regardless of gender, identity, sex, ability. It's, it's having the right to your body. I mean, even death. At this point, dead people have more body autonomy than women in the United States. Yeah. They have more rights to make decisions on whether or not their body is used for organ transplants than women have on their reproductive body. Anyone want to it's move atrocious. to Canada? <laughs> I'm ready to move off the planet, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> <laughs> They I'm are, moving they are. somewhere warm if I'm moving. <laughs> I'm sorry, the Northeast. They're working on the expedition to Mars. I hear that's warm and off planet. It kind of kills two birds, you know. So. Matt Damon didn't Wait. like it. I, I, I'm not going to fucking go for it. Um, All right, but, but you're right, Steph. It's, yeah. it's pretty fucking disgusting and it's pretty fucking depressing. And and you summed it up pretty perfectly. Like the fact that dead people have more rights than women is really fucking stupid and disheartening haven't you women suffered enough as it is just being women in general like you know the the constant changes in fucking hormones and and constantly being leered at and attacked and now you don't even have the fucking right as a feminist as a male feminist i'm I, i i i like to say like i used to have hair like i'm just tearing my fucking hair out of every day all this type of bullshit that's going on For me, I mean, I remember as a child when women were able to finally get a credit card in their own name. And, you know, people don't realize that really wasn't that long ago. Unless, of course, I'm really that old, which is possible, (laughs) too, you know. No, it it really wasn't that long ago. (laughs) No, it wasn't. So, you know, like it's, you know, and I grew up in the family in the type of family where using the word feminist was an insult because it was all about these angry, bitter women. And I still have an issue with the concept of the angry, bitter woman. I have an issue with the fact that there are some feminists who believe that if somebody wants to be a sex worker, that they're not a feminist, right? Like, you know, there's, you know, there's a, you know, if somebody wants to be a stay at home mom, they're not a feminist. And to me, the way I believe in feminism is as a female, I should have the right to do whatever the hell whatever the fuck it is I want to do. If I want to go out there and be a prostitute, I can be a prostitute. If I want to stay at home and be a mom, 
I could be a mom. If I want to, you know, march on the fucking, you know, capital, I'm going to fucking do that. Peacefully. I want to be a teacher. Peacefully. 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 Because, yeah, I got some fucking issues with some other shit, too. But we don't want to go there. No. You know, so, like, I had to learn to adapt because, again, in the household that I grew up with, feminism meant was a dirty word. And at the same time, growing up, I was also told by my depression era father who's like, you know, women have to have long hair type of, you know, thinking, you know, I was also told. I could go and be anything I wanted to be, right? I, if I wanted to be president, I could be president. If I wanted to be a firefighter, I could be a firefighter. However, I needed to be able to pass the same tests a man could t- pass. Like that okay. stuff was instilled in me, which is why, you know, I have, I could go, I'm not, I don't want to go there. But like, you know, as a woman, I also have the ability to use my, my things my, 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 I can't find the word because fucking menopause steals your fucking brain from you. But, <laughs> like, you know, listen, if me bending down and showing some guy some cleavage totally distracts him and it means I can win a game of fucking pool, you damn fucking right I'm going to do that. And that does pop in my head because I have done that on occasion or not, you know? <laughs> like, listen, if you're that stupid to get fooled by it, whatever, right? But it's a choice that I make. And as long as it's my choice to make, I'm okay with it. And that's what's important to me. I have to have that choice, have to have that right to do that. And, you know, the thing is, is there, you know, there's a TikTok video going out. Uh, what am I, am I Generation X, Aaron? Is that what I'm, I fall yeah. into? Thank you. Yeah. So, <laughs> but the idea is like, you know, that the, there's this TikTok video that goes out. It's like, you just pissed off fucking Generation X, this generation of women who grew up with this autonomy, who are now fucking going into menopause and they're angry, they're pissed, and they got nothing else to do with their time because they're starting to fucking retire. The kids are out of the house. You pissed us off. And now we found a cause that we're mad about. And it's a problem. It's a fucking problem. And then I talk to other people I know and they're like, I don't see the big deal because they focus on the one aspect. And even what they focus on isn't, they don't get the whole story. They don't understand. They don't read. And that's what's scary to me. Mm-hmm. But it's been scary to me about those same people for a long time about so many different things. Bridget, as, thing. as the other lone Gen Xer in the room, I, I'm with you. I, I get it. So, you know, that. that. Oh, I was going to let you finish. I no, was that's, say... that's it. That was it. I, I, I'm going to say very little today because that's not my role today. So, yeah. Um, as a geriatric millennial, yeah, that's a thing. Millennials <laughs> didn't like us like late or early eighties babies, so they they shit all the fuck over us. Um, An anyway, elder um, millennial. Yeah, we we yeah. call it elder millennials. Oh, yeah. that sounds nicer. On the news, yeah. they call it geriatric millennials, and it makes me cry. <laughs> Just yeah, another yeah. thing on the news. Um, El- elder is better. <laughs> here's the thing, if. If they're going to start, first of all, for 4th of July, I was a real fucking bitch because um, <laughs> my dad was like, do you want a beer? Because they had like a, a little backyard cookout, just the three of us and our dogs. And they're like, do you want a beer? And I was like, I don't know. Should I ask a man if I can have a beer? <laughs> and um, I got a shirt that said 1776 because I wanted to celebrate the year. I felt like I had the same amount of rights. Um, and so that was kind of my attitude for 4th of July. <laughs> Um, fair attitude. Yeah. If you're, if we're going to go after our rights to our body as women, what's going to happen to all of our transgender and, uh, 
you know, LGBTQ plus community, because if we're not allowed to even be women with our own brains and use them, we're certainly not going to allow people who are different than us. This is, this is starting a dangerous potential spiral of, you know, it being 1950 again, as far as social norms. And that's just fucking unacceptable. Very, very. Um, Res, this does uh, affect you because you're the only one of us with offspring. And and you have a daughter of all, and and depending on what happens in the near or long term future, this could be her new norm for the rest of her life. And I can't imagine what that's like as not only a parent but a a mother. Over you know, with with all respect to your your husband and her father, you know, it's still got to be very different for you. You know. Oh yeah. Try, trying to explain all of this to her was something else. She's she's only she's only going she's going on twelve, um, and she's homeschooled because I just don't trust the school systems right now either. Um, but she's she gets it because uh, she's come to me and afterward, and she's like, "Wait, so what does this mean?" Because for her. She's also um, told me that she believes that she, well, first she told me that she thought she might be a lesbian. Okay, no big deal. And then she was like, oh, I think actually I might be bisexual. Da, da, da. I'm like, okay, that's that's fine too, you know, whatever. Um, and uh, she's like, oh, I want to get flags and I want to do this. And it's like, how how do I do this? And one of our neighbors is very he's a he's a big Trump fan. That that's really all I can say. He's a big Trump guy. And he's unfortunately, the kind that is just like him. And uh he doesn't like go out and say anything to us or anything like that. He's not a dick about it or like the the kids play that he has his own children. They play together. They don't discuss nothing <laughs> about any of that, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but trying to explain things to her, she's just so it, it's funny because she's she's gone through and she's done the school stuff. She gets, you know, all that stuff back, you know, when this all happened and doesn't understand why this is happening now, you know, after all of this. And she's even asked me if this had anything to do with Trump being in office. And I was like, you know, I was like, <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> you know, I mean, partially, and ugh, I like it's it's hard to discuss things with her like that because she's so young, and then trying to be like supportive of the choices that she wants to make, and yeah. not knowing if it's going to be the right choice or if that's going to come back and bite us in the ass later on down the road, or you know, it, it's hard, it's difficult, and you oh. know, she's got a big, you know, a lot of people in this house that are very supportive. Lots of guys in the house that are very supportive and that will take care of her and and anyone else that decides to come anywhere near her. So that's good. But when she gets older, it's going to be a little more difficult, I'm sure. And I'm not looking forward to trying to figure it out along the way and make her comfortable and know she's got a support system. Well, that touches in on an issue that I wanted to bring up, which is that there are a lot of misconceptions of the differences between men and women. And number one biggest lie is hormone changes. Every single human being has three hormones. 
testosterone, progestogen, and what's the third one? Could, can, oh man, why am I blanking on this? This is my industry. <laughs> anyway, they've got three hormones. The female ovulation cycle is like clockwork. Every two weeks, one of the progestogen and congestogen or something like that are are always like more prominent. So two weeks, it's one, two weeks, it's the other. Testosterone's fairly low for us. And we're consistent. In fact, when we're actually on our period is when testosterone is highest in concentration. So when we're on our period, we're most like men. Men, on the other hand, their prominent hormone is testosterone. That's the one that is in highest concentration at all times. That fluctuates by the hour. So the ones who are actually emotionally, because of their hormones, unstable are men. Yep. Uh, I'll vouch for that. Yeah. Um, Steph, just, just to, to help you out, it is, it is um, estrogen to, or um, testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone is the three okay, that so I estrogen. found. That yeah. was the third one. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, sp- spinning off of what you were saying, Rasp, that women are taught at a very early age, like very early children age, that you're, you mature faster and that you have to stay in packs together because if you're alone, then you're easy prey for men to take advantage of you. And basically what you're worried about as a mother is all of those blame the victim targets that you don't want your daughter to have like flags, literally flags flying saying I'm a target. And it's this double standard bullshit of the onus being on the women or on the LGBTQ rather than men raise terrible sons. You're here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I wanted to say her, that. Her. I, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> no, I mean that 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 you know, it's a really interesting that you bring you you raise it that way, Steph. Because so I I, I don't want to disrespect my father's past, but I don't want to disrespect him either because he certainly was not one of those men first type guys. That was not my father, but. I was raised basically as a single in a single parent home because my dad's job had him living out of state for a, most of the time. He'd be home on weekends a couple times a month, things like that. Um, he was around uh, for the first, you know, handful of years of my life every day, but uh, too young for me to really remember a lot of it. Sadly, um, and then my parents got divorced. And I stayed with my mom, so it 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 ultimately ended up being single parent all the way through. So I, you know, I was raised in a very um, pro fe- female environment. You know, my my, but what what I would give my mom credit for is she was very much about educating both sides, even if she didn't agree with it. Like she was real, and I think that's equally as important too. And and Rasp not picking on you, but you having the only child in the in the room, you know. Like I I, I trust with the homeschooling that you're you're presenting her everything. You know what I mean? It's oh, yeah. you, you certainly have your your perspectives and your thoughts, and obviously, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But it, it's also important, I think, to present all angles and and 
let anyone make their own informed decision. She might be a little young right now, but as she gets older and continues to grow, you know, so I just think that's, I think that's equally as important too, you know, but, but you're right, Steph, you know, uh, the, and the reason I brought all that up is I was, I was raised be better, you know, be, you know, I was never raised in that men are better than women environment. I, I just wasn't, you know, um, a lot of a lot of young boys, their dad is their hero. My, no, my mom was my hero for sure. That woman's woman's eighty two, and will probably outlive everyone in this room. I swear to God, she's the toughest woman <laughs> I've ever met in my entire life. Um, and she's still kicking ass and taking names. So you know, it is what it is. But yeah, I I, I agree with you, Steph. There, it it it's it's not just. The decisions, it's how they're raised and, you know, so. Erin, Bridget, you guys have been quiet for a while and I'm sorry if I'm talking too much, but. No, but my dad always wanted a little girl. He wanted, he just, he had a brother. He had friends that only had brothers and he wanted, he, that's all my dad ever wanted was for him and my mom to raise a little girl. And my dad was an incredibly or not was. I mean, he is. He's very much alive. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> um, but no, he's an incredibly thoughtful and caring and kind person. And he was, his dad died early and he was raised by his mom, who was whatever. But he is such an amazing human being. And know, growing up, knowing that my dad always wanted a daughter and that they really only picked out girls' names when my mom was pregnant has always made me feel so special. And I think that it's possible for, you know, men to be awesome. But I think it like anything, like like hate, like uh uh just basically hate. Uh, hate is a concept of something that you learn and it's not something you're born with. Um yeah. I I would argue and I, I don't want to sound like I'm I'm countering your point, but it, it's going to come across that way. It this to me is not about hate. It's it's about ignorance. I I I some of the other things that say- some some of the other things that have, have been done I do absolutely think are hate. You know what I mean? Like some of the stuff that's happened racially and to the LGBTQ community. And that's not to say that women are less important than those two in communities, because that's certainly not what I'm saying. But this just feels like ignorance over hate. And 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 I can see why the four of you may feel very differently about that. And I, I certainly don't judge for it, but that that's the perception I have of it. Um, yes, there's ignorance, but it's more about control. Yeah. Yeah. And control is done mainly through ignorance and hate. Mm. Okay. So not that you're wrong, but I think your target is a little low. (laughs) It's more about controlling half a population. Well, and, and yes, and, and, and that's part of what this is is for me is trying to understand even more than I feel like I already do. Um, I And, and I, I acknowledge that my percentage is minute comparatively, but I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to learn and that's why I wanted to have this discussion. Um, so thank you, Steph. That's that's actually really helpful. Actually, I agree a lot more with CJ than I think Stephanie does because and <laughs> and and the reason is is because I can look at my own family on this, right? Because I don't think for most of my family it's about hating women or hating people in general. I think it's about their lack of education, their 
in a, their religious beliefs and their unwillingness to be open-minded on anything, you know, to understand that there may be a different perspective other than their own. And they also oftentimes feel threatened if there's a different perspective than, than theirs. They feel as, because, because I think subconsciously many of them know that they are uneducated and forgetting even forgetting even uneducated, many of them are just fucking dumb, plain and simple, fucking dumb, you know, and they know it. And so when you start to explain something to them that they don't understand, they think they take it very much as a, a, a threat to them and that they're being ridiculed and stuff. And so it comes out that way. But like when, you know, I listen to a family member who will turn and tell me, Oh, well, you know, people are aborting babies two days after the baby is born. And I'm just like, um, yeah, first off, that's not an abortion. That's murder. And I don't know what the fuck you're talking about because you're yeah, out of but your fucking mind. Murder. <laughs> right. You know, but you they also a goddamn circle of bullshit with these people. And that's why anybody who comes to me like, well, I, I read on Facebook. I'm like, all right, shut the fuck up. Unless right. you're in direct contact with a doctor on Facebook. And he's like, you know that he's like, it's it's him and it's not someone in fucking, you know, in Eritrea or something. Mm-hmm. Then then, yes, you can say, oh, I learned this from Facebook. But otherwise, shut the fuck up. Right. But then you also have them where they don't necessarily understand that medical terminology has a certain uses a certain term. And that because their religious beliefs about being pro-life and that a baby, you know, from conception should be, you know, is alive. They don't necessarily understand that, you know, hey, the baby, the, the the fetus is dead. And in order to get rid of that fetus, occasionally we have to perform a procedure that is technically called an abortion. And they don't understand that. They don't necessarily get that that's what's happening. So that's mm-hmm. where we have our problems. It's the ignorance and the lack of education. Because I'll tell you right now, for most of these people that I'm, you know, like, and for my family, when they start realizing the bigger ramifications of what has just happened, they're going to be like, what do you mean? What just happened? How did that happen? And we're going to be able to turn around and say, well, you remember that thing you were so happy about? Well, that's why this is happening, you know? And they don't get it. It's that ignorance. And yes, there is definitely a segment of control. Trust me, I, I, I don't disagree with that. But I think for many people, it's about the ignorance from a lot more than we realize. Well, um, you know, and oh, go ahead, Aaron. Oh, I, the reason I used the word hate was because partially I was just talking about the fact that parents turn their kids into assholes sometimes as a general concept, but yeah, the pro-choice people aren't out there blowing up churches, shooting priests, uh, protesting outside of masses, but the angry save a life people, are outside of abortion clinics heckling and making women feel shameful Mm. and blowing shit up and shooting people and calling and threatening the doctors and sending death threats. There's a certain amount of hate in that because you don't go from everybody's alive from the minute of conception to, so we should fucking kill the people that are alive now. (laughs) Right. Complete yeah, agreement. I, 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 th- I think Carlin said it best. He, it's not pro-life, it's anti-woman. Yeah, yeah. 
I, well, because because to expand more on Carlin's thing is that you know once the baby is born, then they're 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 uh, fucked. Yeah, they're fucked. There's like there's no point of of helping it any really further than that. Using commie socialist measures to make sure that the child is safe. You know, I, like <laughs> I actually saw a T-shirt for sale on Facebook that I I did not buy just because I don't when they when the these T-shirts pop up I don't trust the place selling them ninety percent of the time. But the the T-shirt said Republicans care about your baby until it's born. Yeah, and then. Instantly, it stops. It's and and it, joke should or not, it's very fucking true. You know what I mean? And 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 listen. To be fair, I do know a few Republicans that don't view that way, so that's very much a generalization. But at the same time, there's a lot of truth to it. Like I even heard a comedian say, and I forget who it was, and I would I would cite it if I could remember. But that hell, if I want to have a, get an abortion now, I'll just shoot the woman in the stomach with a handgun because that'll be allowed over over getting the abortion you know like that'll be more legal now obviously it's not serious don't do that but i mean it yeah she's just not a doctor don't listen to him there's a mind and because i'm not a terribly political person i can never remember this bitch's name but it's like sarah huckabee something sanders like huckabee sanders yeah so this bitch fucking (laughs) was given a speech uh, like a couple weeks back and was like, I want babies in the womb to be as protected as our kids in school. And I was like, so you want them murdered with <laughs> assault AR- rifles? Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, See, and like, and this is where, you know, with the political aspect, right? Like, so, and it's the hypocrisy that bothers me and it, the, mm-hmm. and it's the hypocrisy on the Republican side in certain aspects and then we could talk about other political things, which I really don't want to, where the, there's a hypocrisy on the liberal side that gets to me. But like, yeah. here's my thing. You're fucking pro-life, 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 but you're also pro-death penalty. I am pro-death penalty. I also believe fucking have an abortion if you want to fucking have an abortion. To me, it's a very consistent thought process, mm-hmm. you know, the, and not yeah. that I, you know, and you know, listen. Again, I don't, you know, until a, 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 a fetus is sustainable, until it can live on its own, maybe with a little bit of medical help, because like, let's be realistic, we all need help when we're a baby, even if we go to full term, you know, I don't think it's a child yet. So if right. you need to terminate, well, for whatever reason you terminate, but like some bastard fucking, you know, is a fucking pedophile. I'm perfectly fine. Chop his fucking dick off. Let him get ass raped over and over and over again. And then let's give him a public hanging. And I am perfectly okay with it. I don't have an issue with it. So he I went am just, to hung. I'm going to knock <laughs> nah. my microphone over. I am nodding so hard on this. Very true. <laughs> right? From now on, everybody just needs to say verbal nod. Verbal nod. <laughs> verbal nod. Absolutely. Big, harsh well, verbal nods. And, and you know, it's like, according to the 14th Amendment, unborn children are not people legally they're not people right agreed well you can't get fucking life insurance for them you can't get health insurance for them i mean let's be realistic and again here's the hypocrisy that i have an issue with you want to make sure that you know they're they're that you're going to ruin you're going to eliminate abortion well okay so let's make sure that you fucking do a dna test as soon as you're that fetus is viable for a dna test and let's hold the male accountable, right? Mm. And But now here's the kicker. And I, I know someone personally 
She was involved in a relationship with a gentleman. The guy told her from the get-go, I don't want to have kids. I don't want to have kids. She had health issues and was told that she would never get pregnant. And somehow her birth control failed her and she ended up getting pregnant. And she is angry because he did not want to have a relationship with this child. Meanwhile, he told her from the get-go he didn't want to have a baby. So now how dare she be angry? And this is like where, again, the hypocrisy that gets to me is like, we want to have our own choice, but we also have to allow a male to have a choice. And if the choice is he doesn't want to be involved with it, unless, of course, it's fucking rape and shit like that. Don't get me wrong. That's a right. whole different story. If they're two consenting adults who had a relationship and the woman gets pregnant because obviously the man isn't getting fucking pregnant. If he makes a choice, he doesn't want to be involved in that baby's life and he's willing to give up all parental rights. Don't we you know, don't we have to respect that as well? And I don't always see that. No, I totally agree with you on that. It could also be the other factor in the sense that the woman didn't want the baby, mm-hmm. but the father did. Yeah. And, and circumstances that, you know, the woman still gets pregnant. She's basically just like, look, I mean, I, I'm going to have this kid because he wants it, but I mm-hmm. want out. And that's, that's not, I mean, it's that common. That should be a viable the, option too. Yeah. It's common in the sense that mothers do sometimes skip out. Mm-hmm. Mothers leave the family and then you have a single dad. My my situation with my parents was similar to that. My mom wanted me. That's the main difference. Is my mother really wanted me, but and my dad wanted me. I, I mean, until I was born, then he's like, "Oh shit!" Um, <laughs> because my dad was my dad was fifty three when I was born. My mom was thirty. So essentially, I was kind of like my dad's midlife crisis. Most of the time, they get a fucking new car. He just said, "Fuck it, I'll be on the sun." And, <laughs> and then, due to circumstances, my mother. Uh, wasn't doing well due to substances. So she had to, she, you know, she divorced my dad and she went on her own thing. And I would still see her, you know, during the, it was a weekend mom. Mm-hmm. And then gradually the weekend visits were, she would beg my father to take me for the weekend or for a, a school night or something. And then she would dump me at somebody else's house, whether it was an aunt or a family friend or a boy, her boyfriend, and it was, she would dump me either to work her ass off, and I acknowledge she worked her fucking ass off as a bartender forever, but there were other nights where she just happened to be bar off the clock for mm. other reasons, and it was, I, I was too young to fully understand what was going on, because I was, it wasn't like I was in a bad environment where I was being dumped off. I was being with relatives. I was being with, you know, men I could look up to, but I remember my dad would get me after those stays and he'd say, Hey, well, what'd you do with your mom? I was like, I didn't see mom. Mom picked me up and then took me to aunt Lisa's or, uh, or, or to George's or I was left alone on rare occasions. I was left by myself at like seven years old eight years old mom said are you a big boy can you handle this okay i gotta go to work and i'd be just the tv was my fucking babysitter you know yeah. they fuck i knew how to work a microwave and yeah, a latchkey kid kind of thing yeah and th- and this is, and it's not like my dad was unable to take me like he, he he was so dumbfounded that he that my mom would rather take me away from him for a night and leave me alone than let me be you know food and you know have food and shelter and, and a warm you know bed 
But I realized years later, it's like my mom wanted to be able to tell people that she was a that she was a good mother. So if anyone's she was proud of me. She told everybody about me all the fucking time. I know because when she died, everybody came up to me at her fucking memorial was like, oh, my God, your mom never shut up about you. I was like, well, it'd be nice if she said that shit to me. But whatever. <laughs> um, but they 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 um, she want she told everybody. Oh, how's your son Rico? And she would be like, Oh, he's great. He's with my sister. Or he's with at my, you know, he's at he's at my friend's house. Or he's at my house. My friend's watching him. Just so she could say, he's at my house. That was mm-hmm. the weird thing that I had to like realize growing up is that the divorce between parents is not just like he's my son also. It's that my mom had to trick herself into thinking that she was just as good of a parent, just res- as responsible a parent. And there are nights I wish I could have changed that whole dynamic. I wish my mom had had her shit together, so I, I would have had two functional households separately. But it isn't what you get. But I understand the single parent syndrome because I had two single parents raising me, you know, and they never were together. It was always a fucking fight. They never once agreed on what to do with me. So, I, anyways, I, no, sorry, Brago, go. I, 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 no, no, I, it's just like I, that. Just all came flooding out. This is a safe place. <laughs> I um. <laughs> Bridget, you you said something that triggered an interesting thought in my head, and I just want to pose a question to the to the group and and even to the listeners to to follow up on later. But you talked about you know two adult consenting adults in a relationship where the male doesn't want the the child and whatever. But what about the flip side where the son, the father, the the father does want the child, but because the woman is carrying, and I still 100% believe the woman gets the right to decide what she's doing with her body. 1,000%. I'm not flipping that perspective. But she then decides to get the abortion, and he gets zero say in this child that he actually would have taken and raised. If she doesn't want the child, that's all good and fine. I don't think he necessarily gets a say in, in from a legal perspective, but I think there should be hopefully an open discussion in that instance where if 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 it is that way like it would be like i understand the next nine months are gonna suck for you but once that's over or 10 months whatever it is i i will uh, assume 100 percent responsibility and you will not have to do to to be responsible for any of it and i'm wondering what you guys think about that for how long what do you mean like like if if like Let's say uh, I know that people can be very assholeish about it, but like I know that sometimes when a couple decides that they're going to have a child and only one wants it and the other one doesn't, and then that one takes on the hundred percent responsibility until it's inconvenient for them. Well, yeah, and then they go after the other parent, the mother or whatever, about the whole thing. Right, and I mean, eventually you're going to have to tell that child who that child's mother is. I mean, depending on how you decide to do that. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, yeah, yes, you know, that, and, that... and uh, well, another layer is that it's not just a 40 week inconvenience. It's an entirely life Fair. body altering experience. Right? And, and it and, changes your body. And, and completely. Steph, just to jump in, I, I was not trying to trivialize any of that. I was really just trying to get a context you know, to, yeah. to the point, but I, I want to stress that I was not, I'm very aware 
again from from just knowing people. But yeah, God, sorry. Well, <clears throat> uh, not to bring the movie Legally Blonde or the musical into this, <laughs> um, but by by the standards of you know a man having a say, and if a woman keeps the baby that she is carrying, um, I mean, are you going to deem every time the guy jerked off? Uh, and he wasn't seeking an egg. Is that reckless abandonment for, of a child? <laughs> no, because it's, it's, if he's if he's that baby crazy, he can put it in anybody, or he can adopt. No, no. I, I listen. I, I agree with all those, Aaron. I was just throwing out an idea, and and honestly, that kind of leads into something I saw. Again, I think it was meant as a joke, but I I a hundred percent believe this. If they're gonna do what they've done with Roe v. Wade, then they should make vasectomies illegal. Because it's basically the flip side. It's just it, it's more preventative than than you know. Uh, uh, I can't think of the word, but yeah, it's it's the closest thing a man has to doing that. You know, so I you know. Well, I'd like to publicly say this now, and I don't even know if Steph is aware of this, but I'm I'm going to get a bisectomy because I am so fucking tired of of men not doing their fucking part. And okay. Steph and I have discussed having children and, and we both agree we're not going to have children. And, and mainly, and I'm not speaking for you, Steph, I mean, I'm speaking to what we discussed is that because there's so many fucking kids out there, it's not fair to bring in another one. And both Stephanie and I have health, our various health issues. That's not fair on the kid either. We're also, we're financially not able to support a kid. So we don't want to bring a kid in and not be able to take care of it. And we don't want to, we don't want to do to them what happened to us some of the time where we were dumped on relatives and friends. It's okay. not fair to the fucking kid. And because, and, and if I get a visectomy, that is the bare minimum that I can do for women is let me fucking help out. It does. It's a fucking, it's an afternoon it's not that expensive. All you know, it's 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 ice on your balls for a week, if that afterwards. Big fucking deal. I've had cramps okay. that you know that lasted and long reversible. <laughs> and reversible. And this way, Steph can finally get off her birth control that has been, you know, affecting her biologically. And if she wants well, to, that's also I, her choice. Yeah, there, you know, contraceptive use is. Uh, is an interesting topic and it can be a really double-edged sword because I mean, on the one hand, contraceptive use gives women uh, a lot more independence upon their own bodies and long-term contraceptive use. Now they're finding out has really like not heavily negative in the sense of like um, wrecking your body kind of negative, but that does have negative effects. Like it makes you have less of a sex drive. It makes you have um, less attention, less energy it, because it's tricking your body into thinking that you're pregnant. That's, that's what contraceptive use. If you're on the pill or if you have the um, urinary, not urinary, but um, internal, the D uh, IUD, uh, you know, if you have anything that's injected in you or you're taking the pill, you know, any of those kind of progestion and, and, estrogen um you know alternatives you're you're tricking your body that you're pregnant well and let's not forget the fact that when they developed the birth control pill for the men not too long ago which had half the side effects that the birth control pill for the woman has 
um, it was deemed unacceptable because it was too too much of a problem for men. Yet we're willing to put our lives at risk because, again, let's not forget we're fucking with our bodies chemically, and yep. it's putting us at risk. I mean, and again, I'm going to bring up my mother and one of her her friends from when she was a teenager. The mother went on birth control pill, and again, this was the early days of the birth control pill. But her mother went on it, had a heart attack, and died. I could not go on the birth control pill at the end, you know, at the end about 10 years ago because of my weight. They didn't, it was too dangerous for me to be on it. The choice ended up being an IUD, which I fucking love my IUD. I I, I loved my IUD, you know, but like at the same, I, I, God, I, I sing its praises all the time, but you know, it made life easier for me, but I didn't have an adverse reaction in the past when I was younger on the birth control pill. I had a very hard time finding one that worked for me because it was like I had fucking PMS three weeks out of the month. And like, you know, hello, no, thank you. One week was bad enough. I don't need it three weeks out of the month. And it screws right. with our bodies. And, you know, it well, always you know, falls on us. And I proudly tell everyone that I work in the pharmaceutical research industry that the company that I work for is part of those third-party people that test medications where the, we we make sure that what the pharmaceutical uh, companies aim actually, you know, is what it's what it's aiming for. We say through through volunteers that come to us, we test medications or devices, you know, I'm it's not just you know like Fitbit devices and things, but still despite being such an advocate for my industry, women are an afterthought in my industry. Everything research-based is geared towards men's health. And the, just recently, I mean, in the last six years, it's I have seen now more studies where it's men and women being measured in the study. But six years ago, it was mostly men being measured in studies. And it's it's just deplorable that we have so little information on women's bodies in which it changes at least four times in our lives. <laughs> I mean, that might, that in itself makes me angry. Well, nobody wants us to talk about what goes on with our bodies anyway, which makes me nuts. So I just torture everybody and I tell them everything that's going on within my body. So, you know, they learn a little something because I'm finding out things I didn't know. And I'm relatively, you know, well read on what goes on with my life and my body. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. I've got a lot of goo going on in my body right now, which <laughs> I should probably ask the Supreme Court if that's okay. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> something that, um, so I, I like to spread myself too thin. And so my other podcasts, I'm constantly researching weird topics and stuff. And so when this whole decision got overturned, I was looking at um, like old timey uh, contraceptive. Mm-hmm. And so um I just want to say that um, back in like the 18th century, people were using half of a lemon inserted in their vagina to block sperm. And I just, I don't love all the things that the birth control pill does to me, but I also don't want lemon juice in my fucking vagina. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's so dangerous. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah, That's, (laughs) I mean, there, there were any number of really terrifying things. People used elephant poop. I mean, there were so many dangerous, terrible for your body contraceptives 
before we developed what we have now, before condoms, uh, even condoms were just gross pieces of intestine with string. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, there are some incredible medical advances. However, mm-hmm. it's not fair that it should always fall on the lady. And also, I'm not going to put a fucking lemon in my vagina. So do your part, men. <laughs> I, I, I was going to have lemonade, but now I'm not. <laughs> lemony fresh. Uh, Rasp, oh, God, can, can I some... ask you something? Sure. Um, so have you talked to your daughter about consent and how do you go about that? Uh, yes, I told her, don't do it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. Don't um, have yeah. consent or? <laughs> <laughs> no consent, none, none at all. No, I have talked to her um, about that, uh, especially now she's getting into more of the health aspects. Um, she's going, well, she'll be going into seventh grade now. Um, but uh, so it'll come up more and more as time is going on because she hasn't hit that period stage yet. Um, mm-hmm. but we know it's coming kind of thing. Her body always is changing. She's like, what is going on? What does this mean? What is happening? Why is this happening? We are weird. I have to tell you, women are absolutely strange. We have the weirdest things that go on with us. And I just don't understand. Um, but I have, much <laughs> I have discussed with her, um, about consent and, you know, not, and how to, handle situations you know as best as she possibly can in situations like that when she's not with us and because right now she's with us 24 7 I mean she's she's rarely ever out of my sight other than if she's playing with her friends next door and then like they got like the whole neighborhood they go play in with the kids um so she she's funny she actually is good about asking me questions about things as well which is really good uh so if she's confused about something or if she hears a conversation between the little boys down back about different things that they're doing like Mm -hmm. you know sword peeing and shit like that you know that kind of thing she's like why why is this happening (laughs) yes yes like why are they doing this yeah i don't know rico it's on your Um, shoulder don't even it's right there you (laughs) sent me a picture don't no, sword peeing is not the same as sword fighting. Yeah, sword <laughs> that is true. <laughs> oh man, one's <laughs> one's innocent, the other one is gay innocent. <laughs> <laughs> but she is really good about asking me questions too. Like she's, yeah. I, I rarely, I rarely have to be like behind her back, going, "What are you doing? What are you looking at?" That kind of stuff. She's, I know that if she's looking at something, she's gonna come and ask me about it. So I usually pretty good at like at least trying to steer her in the direction that you know would make the most sense for her at her age um but as far as like the consent and stuff like that we've we've discussed like I've had a discussion with her I've I've made my husband have a discussion with her I was like it's you, she needs both points of view she doesn't just right. need mine I I I can give her my point of view and all day long and just uh, but she's she needs both and that kind of helps because she's a little bit more open to us about everything so that helps her a lot um as far as just figuring out which direction she needs to be going in well that's great there's not a whole yeah. lot of kids that are in that situation that right have right enough courage to go to their parents oh, you know yeah, true. I, I would argue that 90 percent of any of all parents that have ever existed and will ever exist 
usually will tell their kids, you can always come to me, you come to me. But that's not always the case. And most of the time, the kids are either too embarrassed or too mm-hmm. scared to still go to their parents. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a question. It's kind of a joke question, but it's still like a question. Like, I don't have an answer. Can, can you hold it for a second? I had mm-hmm. a point. <laughs> Um, the reason why I brought up consent was that I was watching, uh, a thing on Netflix, which I'll rave about later, but they brought up the concept about how children are often forced to hug family members, whether they want to or not. So it goes against their own consent and that forced, it doesn't matter. You're a child, you do what you're told kind of, um, boundary crossing is kind of, it it leads to... It leads to, uh, you know, children believing later down the line that they they don't have they don't have to respect their own boundaries. And it leads to situations like mine where I would do things that I didn't want to do because I thought I'd had to. Yeah, she um, she likes to give her hugs before bed. So she will like wander around and give everyone a hug. So half the time I'm like, okay, I'll just say tell her to say goodnight to everybody before she's getting ready. And then she'll just do what she's going to do. Um, She's so used to us that she's just and she's just that kind of a person that just is mm-hmm. like, I love you guys. So I'm going to hug you because <laughs> she doesn't like it. Yeah, that's, when... that's healthy, you know? Yes, yes, and... yes. Um, Because she's and she's very what's what's that word I'm looking for she's what's the word I'm looking for I'm I can't think of it at the moment where she almost intuitive maybe that's the word I'm looking for where like mm-hmm. if she knows that I'm like in particularly me when I'm upset I'm usually kind of just sitting down and I won't say very much I'll be very quiet my head will be down but I'll just kind of but she knows and she doesn't like it when the people she loves is upset. It actually will make her upset and she will come over and she will sit and put her arm around you and hug you and just sit there and not say anything. She's, um, empathetic. she's just that kind of a person. Empathetic. Yes. Thank you. She has a lot of empathy. Um, well, and, and attentive because she's actually paying attention to the room. Right. Yes. So it, which is good because, you know, with this day and age, you know, computers, iPads, TikTok, you know, everything (laughs) and she's on that stuff but I I watch you know I monitor and stuff when she's on there what she's doing who she's talking to you know she plays Roblox and so on and so forth again like I I will go on and I'll play with her even sometimes just good and I'll just monitor where which what's talking and who's talking and what's going on and you know she's but she is she's very empathetic when it comes to other her family when other people are sad or when they're excited like she'll she just jumps right in she's all she don't know what's happening she doesn't care you're happy she's happy <laughs> so yeah but yeah she's she's very much like that uh, i would i would counter stuff a little bit your your point about the hugging i i agree with the consent is consent and and you need that i i, I don't argue that point but i <sighs> I don't remember being raised forced to hug everybody, but typically, I, I mean, I guess it depends on how you're using the word force. And and, and, and I say that because I, I remember being raised going, okay, we'll give everybody a hug goodbye. And that sentence would be said, but if I didn't do it, it wasn't like, you know, forcibly done either. And it's I I feel like at least for me and and I think this is a product of environment too. It made me a lovable person. I've I've met all but one of you in person um, up to this point, and 
immediately hugged all of you and 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 it was received. It wasn't like, oh, what is this strange little man doing? You know, um, you know. So but, it, it, you know what I mean. I'm and, Italian, so I'm a hugger. <laughs> right? No, but I'm sa- but but I'm saying is that you know it, it's a natural instinct for me, and I and I I I wonder more aloud is that a product of when I was younger? To your point, of saying, "Hey, hug everybody goodbye." You know, if that if that's a part of that, you know, so can I, I jump think... in for a second? I'm sorry. Aaron, yeah, go ahead. No, no, it's OK. Uh, I can hold man. Um, Weirdly enough, my brother brought his little girl over a couple months ago and I'm I, too, love to hug and I want to give my niece a hug because I don't see her that often. And I said, uh, can I have a hug? And she said, no. I looked at my brother and he said, she said, no, we're trying to instill that that. She sure. has control of who she touches and you're her uncle and you want to give her a hug, but you have to respect her boundaries. And I totally had more respect for my brother and her. And, and in that instance, and she's like four. So thank fuck. that she understood. I don't want to hug anybody. And she may grow up to not be a hugger and that's okay. Um, I think CJ for, for us, because I was like you, like it was kind of like when family leaves or friends of family leave, you say goodbye with a hug, you know, that's just customary. Um, The difference is is that we had more of a choice as males than women in that aspect. That, that very well may be true. And that, that's, I certainly wasn't trying to draw that line. You bring up a valid point, but that's certainly not the line I was trying to draw. It was more of just that whole, uh, I, I hope that that actually, Again, I hate the word force. So if it's a force situation, well, no, no, but it's not. But to your point, if it, there are, because our situation is where it is force. It's like we're not leaving till you hug everybody. I've seen that. I visually have seen yeah. that. And I agree that's not the way to go. But the way I was raised in that, hey, give everybody a hug. That, that, I, I guess here's the word, here's the, the, the line, right? Is force versus encourage. I was encouraged to hug everybody goodbye. And I guess I had the choice and just never took the choice not to because i don't remember a time of really being like no but you know where but i was i don't ever remember being told something like well we're not leaving till you give them out you know that kind of thing so i maybe that maybe that's it and i'm hoping that that would just i feel like that made me a little more empathetic to people than potentially not i i I, maybe i'm wrong but Aaron, you were you were gonna make a point before i got in so go ahead uh, I'm I'm gonna make the uh, the point being that division between the male and female and the force because um, w- m- there in my family my uh, great uncle was um, very much that smarmy predator guy and he uh, was an alcoholic which made him less inhibited <clears throat> and he came onto my mom when she was a young twenty something. And then when I became older and I was high school age, he was trying to hit me up on instant messenger on AOL and was asking me to come out to their Cape Cod home. And his hugs made me uncomfortable, but I didn't know any better or know why. Um, So I think that's more what Stephanie was talking about was those type of forced situations. Well, and, that, and, and and the example that CJ gave, we don't leave until you hug everyone because that was my upbringing yeah i i I, i'm certainly not advocating for anyone to be forced into or or be put into an uncomfortable situation like you're talking about Aaron. you know certainly not you know 
Look, I, I'll, I'll hug everyone. I fucking love hugs, but there's just, you come into contact as a, a young female with men or women sometimes that you're just like, this makes me uncomfortable, sure, but right. I have to hug them because I'm related. Right. 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 Which leads into the fact that more times than not, women's boundaries are just not accepted. Well, I asked my niece in this context, I said, I want to say goodbye. How do you, how would you like to say goodbye? Do you want a handshake? Do you want a high five? She opted for the high five. And you know, that if that's now what we have to do to make men and women feel more comfortable so they don't have to get bear hugged by somebody who loves to bear hug. Right. I think the whole discussion in, in part to today is consent. Yeah. You know, it is like, how would you like to, how would you, it's like, Hey, is it okay if I hug you? Especially in a COVID world, you know, like that's that you have to consider that too. But because I was at a, I was at a thing last night with friends and everybody, some people had masks, some people didn't. And there were people that I knew from high school and I went up to each of them like, Hey, are can, you want a hug? And they're like, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. But at least I acknowledged what they want, did and didn't want to do. Some of them were men. Some of them were women. All the men didn't want to hug me at first. All the women were like, oh, my God, Rico. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Even total strangers. Like, hi, who are you? And I'm like, I'm, I'm Rico. I'm like, oh, give me a hug, honey. And I'm like, okay. You're, you're huggable, Rico. What can I tell you? You're just a I, big huggable. Yeah. I'm a, I'm, a sh- I'm a fucking short teddy bear. That's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you squeeze me, I go, <laughs> You know, uh, I go ahead. go ahead. I was just going to be silly and say that COVID has brought on something good, which we could say that, you know, there is that COVID consent now. It, it has created that initial sort of consent barrier before initiating contact with another person, which should have been the norm. And it's <laughs> it's shameful that a, a deathly disease had to bring that about. <laughs> yeah, the deathly disease had to bring out manners, right? Uh, <laughs> but, I, I you know. know I did oh, have yeah, a, I did have a question and I don't know the answer, but it is kind of a joke. It's like, why is a period called a period? Like, I know I could just look that up, but like, I'd rather ask you guys because if anything, it should be called a question mark or an exclamation point <laughs> or a fucking comma. Yes. If anything, yes. because a, a period stops. I mean, it stops certain it's, shit, but it's, it's more never like a ending. semicolon. It's like, okay, so you it's, got the shedding and then you got the bleeding. It's really the dot, 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 because it's just a, it's a fucking <laughs> sentence that never ends. And ellipses. Like, yeah. 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 I think it has to do with it being a period of time, not an actual right. period in a sentence. That's why. I, I'm sure that's true, but I was like, it's yeah. a fucking question mark. At least the first time it happens, it's a question mark. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, so, so getting back to the original, uh, the original point, and this has all been great, but the original point of the conversation, we now have a bunch of states with trigger laws that have gone into effect. Mm-hmm. I can, I can proudly say that if I'm correct in everyone's location, none of us live in those states and we all live in states that are not only none of them, but have like doubled down on protecting ability to medical choice um but sadly there's a bunch that don't and it's it's frightening to me the number of states that are just like 
I don't give a shit what you want to do with your body. I said so. And that is, you know, to, to my, my friend who who uh, I was speaking to yesterday that I mentioned earlier who said that it should be at the state level, you know, maybe to some degree it should be, but what some of these states are doing, if you even choose to leave that state and go to one that is okay and come back, there are a couple of these states I was doing some research. If you leave and go to a state where it's allowed, get your abortion and come back to the state that you lived in where it's not, you can be criminally charged the minute you set foot on that property. You basically can't ever go home. Mm-hmm. And that is, it's mind-blowingly stupid. It, I, I don't even know where to begin. It's- well, the recommendations now are that women who use period tracker apps should not do that. They have to be very careful with what they're putting out there on social mm-hmm. media about whether they got their period, whether they've had sex, whether they're wondering, you know, whether they're buying pregnancy tests with credit cards or with cash, stuff like that, because they're concerns about all of this being tracked. There is a sex educator named Sunny Megatron. She hosts a, a podcast called American Sex which is a fantastic podcast. Just, yeah, I, I know it has nothing to do with it, but like, I'm sorry. I just love this fucking podcast and the education that she does. But if you go through her Twitter feed, you will see the, the show retweet the stuff that like, you know, we need to be careful about because of that. Again, right now, the HIPAA laws will sort of protect the, the uh, medical practitioners who are help, you know, who are, you know, I'm in Connecticut. Connecticut is a safe state right now. They're saying they're making sure that the doctors cannot be held accountable, you know, HIPAA laws. But, you know, again, for now, for now, exactly. For now, how long will that last? You know, do you leave it up to the states? Do you leave it up to the federal government? But if we go back in our history, the original plan was not to have a strong federal government because we, you know, you go back historically and there's so many different reasons for it and so many different aspects whether you, you talk about the slavery aspect or you talk about the fact that modern technology didn't exist. Well, there was modern technology, but it was technology from 200 and some odd years ago. But like, you know, the ability to have a unified um, infrastructure was very difficult, but we're no longer there. So does it make more sense to have a stronger federal government now at the same time? And again, you know, we all live in metropolitan areas. We live in like, you know, East Coast, West Coast, you know, and there's the flyover states that we forget about. Like, you know, I grew up on Long Island. You had a very strong Jewish community. You had a very strong Catholic community. I had family in Wyoming. I I was exposed to Mormons from when I would go visit my family in Wyoming. One of my cousins came out. He was running the New York City Marathon. He was doing a practice run before it comes back. He's like, wow, you got a lot of Jewish temples here. He's like, we don't have any in Laramie. I'm like, yeah, but you got a few Mormon temples, don't you? And the thing is, is we forget because we're in these metropolitan areas that these people in the flyover states don't necessarily have the same experiences and the same exposure to things that we do. And Mm -hmm. is it necessarily fair to force what is needed for a metropolitan area on a state that doesn't have those same types of needs. You know, is that fair? And I don't know. But again, body autonomy, I fucking believe in that shit. You yeah. know, the, you know, right. but like, where do you draw the line? Because if you're saying you're going to f- enforce one thing, well, what else are you going to start to enforce? Right. No, that, well, you that, know, that, that's, that's a great point. The, the state to state having the, um, you know, abortion level 
of like how early it can happen. Sure. You know, as long as it doesn't endanger the, the mother, it, mm-hmm. you know, if, if a fetus is not more important than the mother, that can be a state to state thing. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is Roe v. Wade made it a human right that anyone who has the ability to make a child. So regardless of gender identity or sexual orientation, any any individual who has the ability to make a child has the right to choose what they want to do with to their body. That's the point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they took that right away Yeah, by overturning it. And then here's now I'm just going to throw this out there, though, that we all want to forget about for 50 years. This our right to have body body autonomy was based on a ruling, not on laws, mm-hmm. but on a ruling. So yes. what the fuck happened over the past 50 years? And you can't blame the Republicans and you can't blame the Democrats because you got to blame both. Why didn't yep. anybody co- codify this? It, it, that is the fucking failure of the past 50 years. It, it got that, swept under the, the rug. Problem. Yeah. No, everyone felt like the ruling was protected enough. And it was enough. And they didn't yeah. follow through with it. And it's incredibly frustrating, especially when the senators are not supposed to be picking sides. They're supposed to be above their personal beliefs. It's supposed to be doing things for the betterment of everyone, regardless of how you were raised. And the fact that they're allowing their personal beliefs to come into play is what's disgusting. Steph, I'll take I'll take it a step further. You're right about the senators, but it's even worse that the justices are yep. doing that because they're supposed to be interpreting and enforcing the law, not what they believe. And Exactly. You know, I, I I personally am for term limits at this point on SCOTUS because it's it's a, an appointment for life. And I I don't they're so think. out of touch with reality. I'm sure none of them know how much a gallon of milk actually costs. Like they're so out of touch with what it's like to be an a constituent that yeah. it's just <laughs> it's, it's infuriating. Right. Yeah. Well, and I agree with the term limit thing. I've been kind of harping on that lately, but. In what world where we have, in theory, separation of church and state, is it appropriate for a large chunk of SCOTUS to be praying with evangelical groups? You need to be able to have impartiality or to make those impartial decisions based on interpreting the law, not your personal religious beliefs. I I agree with you. Beautifully said. That was my point. I agree agree with both of you. but. And I, so I, I just have a follow up question because apparently you know something that I, I don't, and I'm, I'm, that's obvious, and that's good. But is because if they're praying in their personal lives, if they're part of an evangelical church or or a or a, a temple or whatever, I, I, I think they're allowed to have their own personal religious beliefs. I, I do believe that, but they should. What it shouldn't be doing is affecting their interpretation of the law. And human rights and their decisions upon that—that—that's where—and that goes back to the separation of church and state you talked about because they did have the right to practice whatever religion they want, you know. Oh yeah, but there sure. were photos found of members of SCOTUS praying, not only just praying publicly, which is fine that they have the right to do that, but they were praying with people who had a fucking skin in the game. They were part of the mm. rulings that 
resulted in the Roe v. Wade being overturned. And that's where the problem was. Well, Not yeah. that they prayed in their own private thing. Okay, you know? I'm just, it was because of that. I believe there was also um, uh, an evangelical leader that their mic was left on backstage and they were bragging about influencing some of the decisions because they reached out to those mm-hmm. justices. Um, and that's where, that's where I draw the line. I, I don't give a shit about religion. I was raised Catholic. I don't give a fuck. I don't care what anyone, if you want to fucking go pray to a tiny bird that fell out of a tree that can sing, you know, blue skies. Great. Fucking do it. You, you believe in what you want to believe in because ultimately your beliefs don't, need to have an effect on my beliefs as a human right. being i saw a meme that was like pr- pretty much captured it was something akin to like uh i'm a christian i don't believe in abortion okay well i that also means that you can't have an abortion it's like well no fuck you it's like right. you don't have to have an abortion based on your beliefs that's fine right but what about the atheists who get pregnant what about the the you know any other religions where it's just like, it's not that big of a deal. And that's, in my opinion, this, this, this is definitely a religious influenced decision. And it's no secret that I'm a fucking atheist. And I've been pretty vocal about my resentment for shit like this, where it's like, that's fine. I'm an atheist in the sense that you believe whatever the fuck you want to believe, but keep it away from me and keep it away from my family. I, Um, which you, you bled right into what I was going to talk about and how as an atheist, I feel like I am not represented Mm -hmm. in most levels of our government, like pretty much any of them. And it feels like I don't matter on every front because I'm a female and I'm an atheist and I am not a homeowner and I'm not married and they don't give a shit about me. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but I, let's, I, also, <laughs> let's also take it further in the sense that if 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 this is going to be a religious thing and they're they're basing this by words in the Bible, fine. I'm glad you read a fucking book. I'm glad you like to read. But then they should get rid of Viagra because that mm-hmm. isn't that isn't that a slight against what God mm-hmm. wanted? Your boner, it, your your <laughs> impotence now is what God wants for your dick. You can't use medicine to change that. And that's my opinion. I Well, there's I, the other aspect of this, too. And early on when this was first being discussed was the fact that um, in the Jewish faith, it is believed that the mother is the most important and not the unborn child and that the mother's life and her health come first. And the idea is, is that the people from the Jewish faith are going to be the first ones who are going to be uh, filing lawsuits and doing everything that's necessary, which will end up resulting in the overturn being overturned, you know, because of that, which is, you know, wonderful. But like, you know, we talk about the separation of religion, you know, church and state and all that other stuff. But again, let's go back to our hypocrisy theory, right? Because again, this is what I'm going to harp on apparently today, right? We all believe, right? We all 1000% believe that women, we do not believe in female circumcision. I bet you there's not one person here who believes in female circumcision. I don't even believe in male circumcision. And that's where I'm getting it. We accept male circumcision as okay, because again, it goes, it's it's originally a religious thing. It became, but then it became a health thing, which it turns out it's not really a health thing. It, It is a little bit, but not to the degree. Yeah. Not now as much. But we're okay with male circumcision. 
And here we are. Why is it okay for for us to allow males to be circumcised and have their bodies brutalized and not for women? So again, we're open-minded to one religion, but we're not open-minded to another religion. And not that I agree with female circumcision. I do not agree with it at all. But if I'm going to say it's okay for the Jews to cut the, the fucking tips of the dicks off of some guys, how am I not saying that okay for women? Again, I don't agree with it. I'm making that clear. But like, sure. there's religion I- issues, and I've got fucking issues with fucking religion. And Well, I- you, but that leads right into body autonomy. They're not allowing the child to have a choice. <laughs> Either l- either religion isn't. L- let me drop a quick thing because my my dad was against the norm when it came to circumcision way back when, and all my siblings are half Jewish. So mm-hmm. my two older brothers, I, I'm just putting it out there, they're not circumcised because my dad didn't want it. I'm not circumcised because my dad wouldn't let it happen. And when both my older brothers were born, and the topic of circumcision came up, and he was arguing with his his then wife and his then in-laws and they were like ron this is really important to us this is our religion and your and the boys are going to be half jewish they will eventually have a bar mitzvah you know and and we want them to have their you know we want them to have the jewish identity and my dad was like you are not doing that to my boys if they want to make that decision when they're 13 if that's what it is fine or better yet when they're 18 when they've actually had time to look at their damn thing and get used to it and then make that decision but but my dad basically ended the conversation by saying, I'll tell you what, you'll never get the boys circumcised, but I'll do the girls. And that shut everybody up and nobody brought it up again. Weirdly, though, one of my brothers, when he was about 12, 13 years old, did embrace his Judaism. And, you know, I think it was whether it was school or his bar mitzvah or just influence and culture. He started embracing his Jewish side as much as his Italian side. And he started thinking about circumcision and he started thinking about maybe that was the road to him that maybe that he wanted to take that very fucking giant leap as far as I'm concerned. But it was his choice. He didn't do it. He went to a doctor. He asked all the questions and the one that stopped everything, he said, well, what are the risks? And the doctor said, well, we could always accidentally take too much. And (laughs) he's like, nope, I'm out. And that was it. Um, Weirdly enough, there's, there's a caveat to this is that he became so well endowed that he actually grew past his foreskin. So my dad and my brother and I are all hanging out. Is he out. single? No. <laughs> but we're we're all we're all hanging out and we're at like, you know, a, like a steam room. And my dad sees it and he's just and and he immediately was like, he did this shit behind my back. What the fuck? <laughs> and he he was talking to all of his Jewish friends and like I think my son like got a a circumcision behind my back. And why couldn't he come and talk to me? And I'm so upset over this. And finally, my dad, who, if you knew my dad, he's not a coward. He will say shit right to your fucking face. And then just say, Oh, you don't, Oh, well, fuck you. If you don't like what I have to say, he was so nervous about confronting my, my brother and my brother is like, no dad, dude, dad, no, I would never do that. I've just got a big dick. It was um, the funniest <laughs> thing. I'd ever seen. I, 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 I don't know how to transition from that, but I do. I I do. I feel like there's something I need. I need to have said in general. We all agree. Got something to say about that? What's that? What's that, Rich? I'm joking. Oh, okay. I didn't hear you. But a bad joke. I I um no, because this goes back to the whole thing about religion and and it being 
this whole thing being religion based. And I'm certainly not going to argue that point in any capacity. But what I but I think is fair to say or is important to say is that it's not how do I want to phrase this to make sure I get my point right? It's not automatically tied together. And here's what I mean by that. I know someone who is Mormon, because I know Mormons got brought up earlier. I forget who said it, but it doesn't matter. And is very, very pro-life in her personal choices. Mm-hmm. But she also acknowledges that she does not have the right, especially from a religious perspective, to tell everybody else what they can do. So while she's very pro-life and anti-abortion and all of those things, she's also very much, you have the right to do what the fuck you want to do with your body. And and not everybody, so so not everybody that's religious is, is for this. And I feel like that's mm-hmm. important to say. It doesn't mean right. that nobody is, but I think it's important that there are people, and it's not the majority, unfortunately. That's probably the rub, but, you know. Well, it, it, you know, just like anything, ev- everything in life and nature is on a continuum. Sure. There are extremists, and there are the the less extreme. <laughs> and so the fact that your friend who is Mormon is able to literally embody the division of church and state, congrats. You're the best of humanity because we need more of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, like like earlier when we were talking about how there's feminists who get who are ultra angry and accuse people and those those are extremists and those are the bad apples that make all feminists look, look terrible. When mm-hmm. mo- when feminism really is just about not allowing men to be a priority in a woman's life. And in giving women the opportunity to say, I have a say in what goes on with my body and my, and my finances and my choices, my future, my independence. That's what feminism is. And, it, you, you know, imposing ideas that saying other people's choices make them not a feminist makes you not a feminist <laughs> because the whole thing about being a feminist is choice. It's choice. Mm hmm. Speaking I, I, of choice, there is and I saw this on TikTok and I'm very excited about it because I guess it's going to be my next tattoo. There is a group of tattoo artists who are going to ha- they're having um, and they're all across the country. It's called My Body, My Choice. And they're having a tattoo flash event where all proceeds from the flash tattoos and they have uh, um, a couple of flash sheets of different tattoos that they've designed. One of the sites, actually, I could find the images, but it's called MyChoice.Inc. And these people are donating um, their uh, their funds, their earnings to um, pro-choice options, you know, and which I think is wonderful. And, you know, hey, it's a nice little way to support a community. And what I've noticed looking at the different shops is many of these shops are also LGBTQIA plus friendly and stuff like that, which is wonderful. But they're all across the country. But what's funny is, is there are certain states that are there's no tattoo parlors yet that are participating. And, you know, take a look at what states aren't participating yet for the most part, not all of them, because Connecticut's there's no no tattoo artists in Connecticut just yet. But like you, most of these are the more conservative states where you're not finding the tattoo shops who are participating in this. 
And and very quickly, um, Bridget, I, I already found the site. I'll put a link to that in the show description. So if anyone wants to take a look, it'll be I'll have that in the show notes. So Well, I just got a tattoo a couple of days ago, but I'll um, I might fucking consider getting another one. <laughs> well, wait until you see the flashcards. You may not want. Um, some of them are some of them are pretty angry uteruses. Let's just put it that way. I, I actually yeah. I actually like the little one of the fallopian tubes giving the middle finger. That was pretty good. I could, a... I would get that. That's not. That's not a problem. Uh, Rico, he you'd told, have to go pretty. Would. You'd have to go pretty far away, though. It looks like it's down in L.A. right now. So you'd you'd have to travel. When Steph and I like get married and like travel to SoCal for our honeymoon, our, our three day honeymoon, then we'll all get that there. <laughs> right. There's actually one not far from me either, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah, there's there's a lot of states, but she's not wrong. Although there's some that surprised me. I got to be honest with you, Bridge. Mm-hmm. There's a couple in here that I'm like, huh? Yeah, <laughs> you know, oh, uh, absolutely. But uh, yeah, she yeah the one the ones that aren't are pretty glaring. You're you're right about that. You know, so uh, yeah. with with a few exceptions. You know, I think. A topic that I've wanted to talk about, not necessarily just because of today, but just in general, um, is that American education system is geared towards making industrial workers and not really for education in the fact that it doesn't promote actual learning. It doesn't promote, um, you know, cognitive development. It doesn't promote critical thinking on the whole. You know, if we were actually creating systems that were to support children's mental health and education, it would be on hours that work with their age groups and their timelines, like high school students would be having classes at the end of the day, not first thing in the morning. And, you know, it would be more of like a a circular group setting that is discussion-based rather than rote memorization, because in practical life, there are very few industries that actually require you to do rote memorization um, outside of like the sciences and maths. And so, you know, standard, like, Testing should be about applying information, not about what you've actually memorized, because applying information is what is more needed in our society and being able to critically bring information from different areas and and summarize it in your own words. That that is like the stepping stone in being able to separate your own core values from new information. And being able to look at your core values and, and, and judge them and be like, hey, you know, I've always believed in this, but I'm seeing information that challenges that. Rather than double downing on your core value, you can be objective with it and be like, well, I, now that I see it at a different light, maybe my core value needs to be adjusted. But we're not the most of the public education system doesn't teach people how to do that. And that's how we get the education gap. And that's how we get people who stick to their extreme values rather than being open to new information. That's my thought on that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, not putting you on the spot, Rasp, but you mentioned you're doing a lot of homeschooling. So I would imagine you have 
the biggest uh, impact or, or thought on that? Did anything? I mean, yeah, um, it's true. Like when and my daughter went to school for her first four years, she uh, we were even ready to put her back in for her fifth grade year. It just uh, the pandemic hit and we were like, okay, we're not willing to sacrifice her health, her life, because they didn't want to follow protocol. Um, And that's really and the funny thing, though, is that they're not very they don't really bother me too much. I figured that they would be like, oh, oh, well, you're trying to homeschool. So now we need to know everything that you're doing at all times. We want to make sure that you are teaching her exactly the way that we would teach her here. And that's not the case. They they tend to, they actually leave me alone. <laughs> and they don't really bother with me too much because they prefer that the kids be there. They're not getting paid for her to be with me. I'm not getting paid for her to be with me. <laughs> so they're definitely like, they don't really care too much. Um, but uh, it it's true. She, um, she had a really hard time. Like she had a hard time understanding what was going on. And then she would fall into the fear of asking questions because uh, the school system isn't, they don't have enough people to sit there and be like, well, I'm going to help you every step of the way. So, and she always felt like, I don't want to be the dumb kid, you know, quote unquote, the dumb kid asking questions when no one else is asking. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think I had her being home and us homeschooling her here has helped her to kind of come out of that where, yes, I mean, she knows us and she knows she can ask questions and so on and so forth. But it was still a fear for her, even when she started at home, when she didn't understand something. And I'd be like, are you OK? And she would just sit, stare, and nod real slow. <laughs> like, she wasn't really getting it, but she didn't want to really go through and try to ask me what was happening either. Um, so, and that was kind of, surpri- like, not really surprising, but surprising in a way, because even when, like, I would talk to, we'd have her little, you know, the guidance, you know, the teacher-parent conferences and so on and so forth, we would go, I'd go in there and try to explain to them how she would be feeling that, you know, she couldn't ask questions and they're like, well, we always give them time. And yeah, but how much time are you really giving them to, to actually get the question out? Like, you know, and I always tell her, you know, if you ask the question, you might be the hero. There might be other kids in that. I'm sure there are other kids in your class that are just as confused as you are. (laughs) And they're not really giving them that, that, well, and it's it's all in the framing, see, because the framing of the question is from the teacher is, do you have a question? Yeah. And and that framing puts all the onus on the child. What the what the teacher should be asking is, I want the class to give me questions. Mm-hmm. Give me three questions that you have on this topic, like like it's a task. Mm-hmm. And that's going to open the dialogue for kids to actually ask questions because it's something that you're that the teacher is actually seeking. I need questions. Give me yes. questions. Yeah. And that that completely flips the script. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. My, my question was always, can I use the bathroom? And they would counter <laughs> with, may, you mean, may you use the bathroom? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, she... Uh, she would have a hard time with it. And like I said, even when 
we would have those parent teacher conferences and we're trying to talk about like how we can help her. I'm like, if you, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you're the teacher, not me. Now I am, but you know, and I, I do have a lot of respect for teachers now having to be one, you know, it like not really being one. Um, because it is hard. It's hard to try to explain to somebody. I mean, and she gathers a lot of information and she holds a lot of information now. Um, but she didn't for such a long time because she was just too afraid to ask all the time. Like she didn't want to have to be the one that's asking the questions. She didn't want to be the one that was put on the spot, you know, like be the yeah. hero. Come on. And she's just, Nope. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> so, Oh, it's exceptionally terrifying for introverts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And her, her dad is a huge introvert. I am more outgoing and she's very much like her father. Not outgoing at all. <laughs> he will hide in his room and play his games. He'll draw. And that's exactly what she will do. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, does anybody have further things that they want to talk about with Roe v. Wade? Because if not, I have a, a like a wrap up thing that I want to talk about. <laughs> Well, nope, I, I'm good. I, I I think I think the only point and and Steph, I don't know what your your wrap up topic is, so this may or may not tie into it anyway. But I I think it's important to share a a story of myself before we wrap up this this one area, and that is, and I and I shared this, I shared this on Facebook and Twitter the day of the decision and I got more negative feedback than I expected. Um, I got infinitely more positive feedback, but I, I got negative feedback as well. And, and the story is that for most of our listeners who haven't tuned out by this point, just because it's <laughs> such off topic for typical Botescu, uh, I am adopted. And they they know that. And my biological mother at the time that I was born turned six sixteen two weeks before I was born. And very easily could have made a decision that was well within her rights. I'm I'm sure based on her age she would have needed some kind of parental signage. But uh the the point is that she had the right to make that choice and didn't. And I'm here because of it and happy about that and um but at the same time i do believe that her right to make that choice is more important than my life ever has been and ever will be and i i i'm again grateful for the choice she made but had she gone a different direction obviously i wouldn't have any thoughts on it but you know i um I would I would like to think that as if if you know and and this goes back into spirit and soul and religion but if if for some reason I was the same human being born in a different body I would have the same perspective that she was well within that right to make that choice and the one the biggest pushback I got and I'm not going to put anyone out on on blast because Again, they're not. I I don't feel right to anyone that can't defend themselves or or speak their point of view live. So I'm certainly not going to do that now. But he, they, it was a man, ironically enough, and he said that you know, he, you you had the right to live, and she didn't have the right to take that from you. And I was like, that's 
not what this is. This is not that at all. And she did have that right. It's her fucking body. And she goes, and he, and it was responded, what, well, what about your body? And I was like, I didn't have one. And, you know, the whole conception and when does life begin conversation started. And, and then, of course, that spilled in, because I kept pushing the, you have the right to make the medical decisions you want with your body. And that then spilled into, well, what about the forced vaccinations? And I'm like, that's a wholly different fucking thing <laughs> you know that's public safety people could die and and then of course pushed back into the well so does the child die and i'm like you know so it was this circle that went on and on, and on. Mm -hmm. but i am grateful for the decision she made but i forever will also say that she should have had a right to make that decision and I'm living proof of the right to make that decision. That's how I view my life. You know, she had a right. She chose one. And as as the decision she made, I'm here. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, I, it was funny because I saw a thing a while back that just pointed out the fact that a, a, an unborn child is essentially a parasite on the woman's body until it's born. I mean, it doesn't sound very nice, but that's reality. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. living in your yes. body. It's sucking your nutrients and everything else out. And it's also putting your life in danger. We, you know, we again, we forget that childbirth is one of the, the biggest causes of death in women, you know, of a certain age bracket. Like childbirth is dangerous. Having a child at the wrong age or when there's health issues can kill a woman. It still happens. Which and we forgot oh, about oh, that. Which, just, or or just the fact that sometimes blood types between the child and the mother are incompatible and that's dangerous. Mm -hmm. What what's this is a much more philosophical statement, so obviously no one's gonna be able to answer this, but I I don't understand Have you it, met it, me? No, no, no. This, this, this is this is well beyond. Yes, I have, but this is well beyond. Um, it, why Nate? Because this is. I'm not going to blame this on religion. Why nature would make? Because that's how we reproduce, right? That's how humans reproduce, and 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 the the drive to survive and and reproduce is a thing, and yet it is that dangerous to. To produce and reproduce, and it's just really—I've never been able to wrap my brain around that. <laughs> the, the 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 nature logic of that—that's you know what I mean. Like it, it, why why would it be that dangerous to the to the to the body, whether it be human or animal? Because what we don't know is—is is it is it, and, and maybe we do know. I don't know. I'll put it that way. Is it equally dangerous for a dog to have a litter of puppies? I mean, and if yes. it is, okay, well then, exactly. What? Yes, it is. <laughs> Why naturally is it fucking dangerous? It's, like, it's made increasingly dangerous because of the selection of survivors. So, you know, if we we are in a society with where people who should have died because of conditions are uh, able to live. And then you, you create a next generation with, with exacerbated levels of that same condition that should have killed, you know, like you're creating so, a organism that can't sustain itself. Like, so, so, <laughs> you know, heads are bigger now. It, and if you look at back in the evolution of human 
you know, genomes and the different kinds of pre pre humanoids, you know, like their, their body structures were different. And yes, it was still fatal, but it was less fatal because their body structures were different than how they are today. So, like, so, you know, so basically the fact that we outsmarted natural selection is our downfall. It's a, it's a huge <laughs> con- yeah, contribution yeah. to it. Yeah. All right, I I just that but yeah, I said that that wasn't the part I wanted to end on my part, but it is what it is. Uh Steph, you said you had something you wanted to to start. Rico, we're getting ready to wrap wrap this thing up unless you had something else you wanted to add to Roe v. Wade. Um my my whole thing is is more just religious like I'm angry at the religious aspect of it, but I've said that on countless other episodes, so it's it is relevant, but it's not so relevant. Right. It's just basically yeah. like if you're going to go this route and I do agree with what the overall discussion was, is like you can believe what you want to believe, but it needs to be that that SCOTUS needs to be impartial despite their own religious beliefs. But I, I don't think that was the case. I think everybody in that everybody who overturned it and voted to overturn it did it from a religious standpoint, which is really incredibly frustrating. Um, I, the, one of the main questions that I, I thought of was like to all of you as women, would it, have, would it, would it have been just as heartbreaking if it was a panel of women judges who overturned Roe v. Wade or is it, would it, because I've got to imagine that would be like a real, like, knife in the back kind of thing the fact absolutely that a- but i'd still I'd, i think i'd be just more pissed more than anything right. i i was already pissed off to begin with um and like, like in a situation <laughs> it's like it's it's if it's if it's men deciding a woman's right or if it's that's women just deciding the, a that's just the fucking norm it would just be a letter a layer of betrayal yeah yeah, yeah. I, all right I, I, well i, I mean think- i mean i've i've more or less said what I want to say. And the whole point of this is for me to not really say much of anything. It's to really kind of let you guys or gals, uh, say your, your voice. Like, I I think it is important to point out, not because it's a good thing, but there are, there were at the time of the decision, three female justices. I mean, that doesn't make it okay. And I believe, and one of them voted against one of them voted against. Yes. But, and and that's I was getting to it, Rico. So thank you for saying it. But yeah, I, I also I, I think before Steph, we get to your last point. I do I do have to point out something a little quasi humorous about this, especially Justice uh, Thomas, who wrote the immediate <laughs> thing that came after this about potentially going after the LGBTQ community, which is going to be a whole other discussion for another day. But he he listed off a whole bunch of shit that he's. Now, currently against, there's one thing really conspicuously missing from that list. Did anyone happen to notice what that was? Oh, yeah. Interracial marriage. Yes. Oh, I, I was wonder, waiting for this to come up. I wonder <laughs> wonder why that is. Just mm-hmm. saying. So, yeah. Really intriguing how you can say fuck you to everybody else except <laughs> your thing. You know? So, that's that's all right. When his... When his uh, when his wife's doing 30 years in federal prison for fucking with an election, then maybe we'll see how he stands because I think that's coming next. But that's well, whatever. I, I don't, Steph, I don't know if this is going to be your last point. I, but one of the things that you told me during this whole thing was now that all the, this information is going to be basically public 
knowledge or like public domain. So if like people are getting, if women are getting abortions, then that's not going to be like, anybody could just like do enough research and find out who's getting an abortion. Mm -hmm. And the likelihood of all these conservative Republican, whatever uh, politicians, you know, that a good chunk of them have forced women to have abortions in secret. And now that's probably going to come out to the light. Good. So they, I, I agree. If, if <laughs> that is one, exactly right. This is one of the only silver linings of this whole fucking monstrosity of a decision is that now they're going to be like, well, I mean, yeah, I had no, I had my wife get an abortion, but that was for a very different reason. Oh, like what? You didn't, <laughs> you just didn't want a kid. So, but, but, but why? I thought every life was fucking sacred. Well, you know, my brother fucked her and we didn't feel it was right. I'm sorry. Any reason that you give is bullshit. You, you, you don't get to pick and choose. I'm yeah. sorry. The problem is it's going to be their mistresses and it's going to be names that aren't mm-hmm. tied to them. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's going to be the downfalls for Unless sure. Unless they it, come forward. It, 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 it's very much like, um, they came out recently from the January 6th committee about the different senators that asked for pardons. And Matt mm. Gates was at the top of that list for a blanket mm-hmm. pardon for everything he's ever done, ever. And then we find out, like, three weeks after he asked for that, that he's been fucking basically underage girls and boys in Florida. So, uh, fuck you. Uh, that's really all there is to that. Yeah. Steph, you you, you had a, a final point. I think we better let you say it or we're never going to get there. So, please. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I wanted to just end the podcast with a kind of like a, an up note, an upturn, a happiness. Um, so I was watching a bunch of stuff on Netflix to prepare for our little chat so I could have some educated things to say. And one of the things that I watched, which I'm going to advocate for everywhere, is if you have access to Netflix, watch the limited series. It's three episodes called The Principles of Pleasure. And it talks all about like women's anatomy and it Mm -hmm. debunks a bunch of things and it teaches uh, women how to, you know, get in tune with themselves and having open conversations with partners. And they gave the best example of what consent means I have ever heard. So I'm going to just totally push everywhere I can. Just everyone needs to watch The Principles of Pleasure. It's excellent three-episode limited series. Definitely tune in on that. It Steph, is a very good series. I will, uh, I will, Principles of Pleasure, you said it's called? Yes. I will, I will also link that in the show notes for the, for the audience that may have access to Netflix so they can see it, so. There's also something on HBO Max. I just don't remember the name of it. Uh, it's a documentary about the women who fought for Roe v. Wade in the beginning mm-hmm. and who oh, were doing yeah, the, the abortions beforehand. Yeah, before it was legalized or sort of I, to speak. I, I, I think I speak for the room when when I say that, you know, we have our opinions, we have our perspectives, and, and they're all they all come from educated perspective educated points of view but i think it's important for people i think this is the biggest thing that we have as a problem as a country as a whole is people don't educate themselves enough to steph's point earlier about the education system go read go watch these things that that bridget and steph are recommending 
go go read the other points of view. I Rico and I said this before we started the show, before the panel joined us. I'm sorry, we honestly didn't have someone from the other side of the the position here today because they well <laughs> they have a right to be heard, even if we don't agree. I I I I'm a big proponent of all sides being heard, regardless of whether or not you agree with them. You know, now it might have very easily been six on one, depending on how many people joined yeah. us. I get that. Ooh, but, by fantasy, but, <laughs> but that's a real gangbang, right? Yeah, there. right. But but I I I do encourage you to read, read both sides, read, watch, listen, however you need to ingest the information, do so. I think it's that important to to be that educated on it. Don't don't have one perspective and just sit there. Take it all in, form your own opinion, but understand that your opinion is your opinion and just because it's your opinion doesn't mean it should be the way that it is. So Look, I agree with you on, on almost every front when it comes to that, except for this particular topic, because the minority position is what overturned Roe v. Wade. Yeah. You're, you're and that minority position goes against the basic human rights. So I don't want to hear their side because it's it's going against human rights. I think. Um... Sorry, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to say something funny to wrap up my participation, but also something serious. And I think, first off, the serious thing is that the difference here is that the majority of the people are educated and know that just because we have different opinions and just because, you know, let's say John Smith wouldn't choose to have an abort him and his wife, Mrs. Mary Smith, whatever the fuck their names are, wouldn't choose to have an abortion because they feel religiously compelled that it's God's will that whatever happens to the baby and the mother happens to the baby. I'm totally fine with that. You live your life. Don't force your opinions on someone else because opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. I agree. You know, you're right. And, and, and my, my, my statement was just in the stake of being fair, but I, 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 I understand where you and Steph are coming from, and 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 I you you both know I share it. I'm I'm with you. Mm -hmm. I I think this yeah. this is ridiculous. It should never happen. And personally, I think your Steph's right. Your but, sentiment is is totally right. I yeah. I'm a huge advocate of expand your horizons, learn more, try the other perspective, challenge your core values. I think I think That's I just hate I hate people that spit the talking head rhetoric back out without. Yep. learning and that that's kind of where my point comes from really but that's it that being said i don't want to hear anybody uh anybody religious try to give me or any women in my life advice when they believe in a religion where a woman did not con did not give consent did not have sex and had a baby anyways so let's let's really fucking just put that out there that yeah um I, I i don't think mary was really fucking asking for it okay guys like <laughs> thank you rico uh yeah um does uh, anyone else have anything else they want to say otherwise i'm gonna i think we're gonna <laughs> I, I think, think i broke Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so i, I want to hear i want to hear this uh lawsuit i want someone some descendant of mary's family to Take this all the way to the Supreme Court. That would and, be uh, awesome. 
<laughs> get a rape yeah. charge against God. <laughs> he um, owns some serious fucking like child like, support. Uh, yeah, he owns serious <laughs> child support. Um, uh, I'll let Rico say what he wants to say. I don't want to speak for him as much as I tend to. Um, I thank you, ladies, all for joining us. It it. We love the fuck out of all f- four of you, uh, Rico, especially for Steph. I'm sure I can say that soundly. Um, I'm biased. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But I, I, I you know, um, Bridget and Aaron, we got we got time to really know you guys in Red Bank. And, and Aaron, you and I have been friends for quite some time prior to that. But we really yeah. got to know each other. And it was a, a great experience. <laughs> Uh, Rasp, we've known you for years. You're one of my favorite human beings on the planet, period. Oh. That's just what it is. Um, and uh, thank you all for, for really helping <coughs> Rico and I uh, hopefully bring this to people in a way that uh, is is entertaining but also educational. That's kind of what I'm hoping for out of this particular discussion. And maybe, maybe we'll change a few minds who knows you know like like we said the majority agrees with us but there may be a few and hopefully we'll we'll make some changes rico do you have anything you want to say before we uh oh i want to give them a chance to plug their their stuff too but do you have anything you want to say before we no no that that was what i was going to do is like i'm i've i've said enough let let's let them finish up their own their own uh episode. yeah so uh, i'm gonna go around room here in in uh and let you Say your last thoughts and then and, uh, plug anything you want to plug. And since I'm going to go reverse order from where I started. So, Rasp, please, uh, anything, any last final thoughts and anything you want to plug? Well, back to what I said in the beginning, it's complete bullshit. And, yeah, that is it. I mean, we've said everything that needed to be said about this. Like, it's it. this shouldn't have ever happened. It should not be happening. And our children and children's children and our and you know family family's children they don't need this bullshit they need to have a world that they can grow up in peacefully anything to anything to plug no <laughs> okay all right i i know you do some stuff but i didn't know what you wanted to plug I do, and not plug her plug was like yeah you guys can reach me as at this is bullshit.com this is bullshit <laughs> asterisk go fuck yourself <laughs> i'm i'm in the chat room eat a dick and die <laughs> um my twitter handle is fuck you <laughs> <laughs> but um, I want peace. I want world peace. And yeah. yes, uh, Aaron. Um, <clears throat> I mean, unless someone wants to loan me money for my golden calf membership. Um, <laughs> no, I honestly, uh, this show, uh, this was a, a serious note show, and and uh, all kidding aside, um, Bridget can plug our show, and uh, I just thank you for having me. Our pleasure. You're always welcome. Yeah, our pleasure. And we'll certainly have you and Bridget on for a funner topic because we have not had you on the show before. We'd like yeah. to have you Can we do another, another movie trivia uh, thing so I can beat Rico again? Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> On on a bullshit answer, by the way, I might add, you know. Yeah, that's... We're, we're those aren't the only judges we're pissed off at. We still yeah. have like you know. <laughs> 
But look, man, like, I'll, yeah, I'll go toe to toe with you again. It'll all be about circumcision. How about that? Just all there circumcision movies. There uh, we go. <laughs> um, no, so on a serious note, no, the trivia was fun though that day. But yeah. on a serious note, like, listen, I, I have no problem respecting another person's beliefs. Just don't let it infringe upon my beliefs. That's what it boils down to. I don't see why people have to get nasty. I don't see why people have to get rude, and yet people do on both sides of the aisles. And I hate that. And it bothers mm -hmm. me like respect one another and we'll be good. And, you know, listen, a part of the bi-coastal biatches, we talk about all fucking wacky things. We talk about fun stuff and we talk about serious stuff and you just never know what you're going to get depends on the, the mood. So I think I could probably say for Aaron, we're probably really glad to be on here today because we may be able to avoid this topic the next time we record, but who the fuck knows? Cause you just never know what's going to come out of our mouths, but thank you guys again. It was great to see Rasp and Stephanie and, you know, thank you very much, gentlemen. And I won't rub it in too much Rico. Just That's a little right. bit. That's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. Go fuck yourself. Okay. It, it was our honor to have you both. Uh, Steph, <laughs> our, our, the heart and soul of Podeskew. Oh, thank you. Uh, I don't really have much going on other than we're, like, we're doing our wedding. So, woo, excited <laughs> about that. Um, if final thoughts are like when the Me Too movement was starting and people were like having those signs about she's someone's daughter, mother, sister, girlfriend, wife, whatever, you know, the whole list of she's someone. So you should fight for her. Um, my response to that is that she's someone is enough. <laughs> she doesn't have to have value with her connections to others. So uh, let's start just valuing anyone who identifies as being a woman and Support our sisters. You're here. Yeah. Um, thank you to the audience for sitting through this and listening for the last several hours. I know this is not what you're used to hearing coming from Podeskew. Um, and then that's why we called it Pointeskew. Um, but it, this, this is a topic that while it doesn't affect Rico or I directly, we feel very passionate about and felt that it needed to be discussed. And, we will return you to your regularly scheduled programming next episode. CJ here with some show information and a few thank yous. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your smart speaker, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you enjoy the show as much as we hope you do, make sure to tell a friend where they can find us too. If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew. Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. And like this show page, Potaskew Podcast, on Facebook. If you love music as much as I do, you should check out my alter ego, DJ Xanthus, on my radio show every Thursday from 9 p.m. to midnight-ish, and Saturday from 10 p.m. to midnight-ish, Eastern Standard Time, at www.radio-airwaves.co.uk. I tend to run past midnight, hence the ish. Oh, and DJ Xanthus is on Twitter at DJXANTHUS. Make sure to follow that for show updates. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our awesome logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. 
Check out tpublic.com slash if you want to display your love of the logo and Potaskew. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons, all one word, and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you our next episode. (laughs) 